0: Well, hi, and thanks for joining me for this episode of Understanding Business. This is UTLRadio.com, your business success and legal information station, and I'm your host, Peter Lamont. Today, we're going to be speaking with Luna Vega. She is the host of the Global Influencer Podcast and a digiting marketing and e-commerce expert. Now, before we get uh, to Luna and I get to introduce her, I just want to thank today's sponsor. Today's show is sponsored by MyLaunchKits.com. Are you starting a new business and don't know where to begin for your website? Well, check out MyLaunchKits.com. MyLaunchKits.com is your mission control for launching your online business. With reliable hosting, affordable design, and expert customer service, MyLaunchKits.com wants to help you launch your website. From small personal sites to large e-commerce stores, MyLaunchKits.com does it all, and their team of client support specialists are always on hand to answer your questions and help you out. Come experience world-class service and affordable rates with MyLaunchKits.com. Boost your business potential. So, Luna, I'd like to welcome you to the show.
1: Hi, Peter. Thanks for having me on the show.
0: Absolutely. Sounds like you are commuting somewhere, huh?
1: Yeah. The <laughs> thrills of living in New York City.
0: <laughs> so those are authentic subway sounds, right?
1: No, no, no. Um, uh, I am actually just got out of an appointment. Who ended up running late. So I'm uh, dodging here inside the (laughs) building. Uh, Figured I would just talk to you here uh, before I go to my next appointment. I was hoping to finish at a better time, but yeah.
0: Well, you know, that's kind of what we're going to be talking (laughs) about today. The fact that technology has really changed the business culture and the business world that we live in. I mean, here you are running from appointment to appointment, fitting in an interview, and that's really the way the business world has evolved now, hasn't it?
1: Yeah, no, most definitely. I mean, I'm talking to you from my cell phone. on, a, on the, So, I mean, it's incredible, the possibilities and the fact that, I mean, it's interesting. It's just um, enabled us to do so much more and also reach such a wider audience, um, right, with social media and technology.
0: Absolutely. Now, that's what you do. You are the host of the Global Influencer Podcast, and your website is lunavega.net. And you have um, a specialty area because you really cater to the the uh, fashion community, in particular, showing small businesses how they can have an impact on a global level.
1: Right. And it all really started uh, with an assignment I had, um, which took me to Singapore about three years ago. And uh, it was my first time in Asia, and I just realized all the possibilities. Like, living here in New York City, I think it's really easy to, um, to think really siloed, because uh, you get so involved within your community and, and you know, working with, amongst different peers. And, 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 I mean, I've traveled quite a bit and been to Europe before. Um, but going to Asia, I guess, I guess I was really shocked at the fact that how westernized it was. And also the fact that they were using the same social media platforms that we are, Facebook, Twitter, you name it. And even though there are some um, sort of discrepancy when it comes to language, like Singapore, um, obviously they speak English, um, but things are a lot more westernized than I ever anticipated. And it just really made me realize about all the missed opportunities that there are for um, businesses out there.
0: Absolutely. And, you know, a lot of people who are savvy and they're checking their website analytics or their podcast analytics, they'll see that a lot of the fans and, and customers and clients, people interested in them, are actually located overseas. And I, I, I've talked to a lot of people and they say, I don't understand this. Why do I have so many people from Malaysia or so many people from India? Why are they you know, watching what I'm doing? And that's because of what you just said. These platforms, Facebook, Twitter, they're cross-cultural. They're, you know, throughout the globe, not just here in the U.S.
1: And what's actually really interesting is that um, the social media usage in these countries is actually higher, if you can believe it, than that it is in the U.S. Um, they're It's almost like it's, it's a more evolved market. Um, everything is done on mobile, and they're constantly on their phone. I mean, I just came back from a business trip in Thailand, and apparently Thailand's the number one country as far as Instagram usage they're wow. completely addicted to it and take pictures of everything <laughs> so I mean it's really interesting to, to see that you know just kind of like think outside the borders um, and and really also think as to how you can cater these different demographics um, without sort of feeling buttled down with like uh, translations and, and really putting together universal messages because that's really what's important
0: Right. Now, let's talk for a few minutes, if you will, about your background and how you got started and, and you know, developed the business that you have now.
1: So it's really interesting. Actually, I started as a special effects producer um, and I decided that I that was back in t- early 2000. I wanted to learn more about digital, like the very onstart of uh, of digital. And I got accepted to NYU Interactive Telecommunications Program at um and um, after that, actually started working at RGA, which is a big advertising, digital advertising agency. And uh, from there, I started freelancing with different agencies, learned about sort of the ropes and started transferring this knowledge that I had, um, and started working directly with small business owner. My focus was more in fashion because I'm based here in in New York. And also that's a personal passion of mine and things have just evolved ever since. I mean, um, I'm not going to say that it was overnight success, like things happen over time, but, um, yeah, I've been, I've been at it now since, uh, 2007. That was uh, when I first launched my business.
0: Wow. And, you know, what you're doing is really I um, the epitome of what a lot of people sort of should be doing in their business, and they're sort of falling short of the mark because maybe they'll have a website, but then that's where it stops, or maybe they'll have social media but they don't know how to effectively use it, and a lot of people, they're afraid of podcasting, they're afraid of video, and you have, you know, utilized everything to the fullest potential. Now, how did you learn to market across digital platforms the way that you are?
1: Well, I mean, I knew as a marketer the importance of creating content. Um, And I also knew that um, in order to sort of help other individuals, like I wanted to really think about the type of resources that would help my audience. So I decided to do just like you are, um, start interviewing people in the field um, and create the podcast. So the Global Influencer podcast came out of that. And then I also started um, doing a weekly YouTube channel where I provide marketing and business tips. So I run that uh, weekly. Um, the, the, both of those shows have been going on for about a year. And it's been a great and humbling experience because creating content, you know, firsthand is a lot of work. And I think a lot of businesses get overwhelmed with it because, you know, it's not the type of thing where you're going to see, like I said, success overnight. You really need to be consistent. Consistency is key and you need to have good quality content. And I think that's where a lot of people get a little scared. Um, They... They essentially try to come up with content, but they they um they're a little bit over. They have the overachieving uh, issue, if you will, in the sense that they probably are trying to do too much and then feel burnt out and are not able to be consistent. Right. So what I often encourage people to do is maybe try to do less. So instead of doing like four blog posts a month, right? Perhaps do two, but. Make sure that, you know, there are 10,000 words or more um, or try to convert it into a video as well. Like try to recycle your content and try to be extremely strategic about that content to make sure that you're driving to something. And I think that's another thing that a lot of people um, don't understand is they're putting content for the sake of putting content. But you also really need to think about the overall life cycle and and what you're trying to achieve.
0: No, those are really good points. And I mean, that goes back to the old adage of uh, quality versus quantity. And I think that a lot of people just put up as much as they can, not realizing that it's not going to have the impact that they desire because it's not quality content.
1: And they're also going to get burnt out. And I think that's a a problem that a lot of small business owners have because they're wearing many hats. Um, They probably are understaffed. And by trying to do so much, they're not going to be able to create marketing material that's going to help increase um, their eyeballs and increase their business. So, the, you, I mean, it's it sucks, but you really have to be very methodic and you almost need to be it's really rigorous about how you t- – spend your time and have a very detailed schedule as to when you're going to do what during the day. And, and I've had, I've also had to do that for my personal business. Um, You know, I have days where I'm like, okay, these are my hours allocated to spending time on Twitter and having interaction with people. These are the times that I'm going to schedule content. These are the times that I'm going to create content et cetera, et cetera. So right. you really have to be realistic and, and schedule those times. So then th- this way it becomes more of a routine, if you will.
0: Right. Now, you mentioned something earlier about a, a you know, YouTube channel and a podcast, and I wanted to ask you, do you find that podcasting versus YouTube, that there are completely different audiences?
1: Yes completely different so my personal analytics, like, and i'd be i'd be interested to to hear about yours but um, on like, as far as podcasting it's more of a male audience i've noticed um and youtube is more of a women's like i have more of a women's audience so it's really interesting to sort of see um the, sort of the gender differences if you will right um and and also YouTube is definitely skewed younger for the most part. So it's much younger demographic. Um, so that's been my insights. And, and and so I'm so happy to be able to do both because then I'm able to sort of reach all these different demographics that are all my potential clients, if you will. Right. Um, so, yeah. And also YouTube. Um, it's interesting. So. There are a couple of podcasters here uh, or podcast fashion, fashion podcast here based in New York City. Um, and and I just I'm not 100 percent sure if if fashion is uh, is the right medium when it comes to podcasting, because I think it's a lot more visual and or there. Essentially, you're talking to people who are a lot more visual. And I just feel like from my personal experience, like video has been a much better way of communicating with that crowd yeah. versus podcasting.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, it definitely is. I mean, you're more of the design industry in general, whether it's it's construction or, or interior design or fashion. Those are all visual arts, and it's very difficult to convey that. But what you do a good job on your podcast of uh, interweaving the business ideas into what you're talking about, and then you can apply them to your fashion business, which is nice. But Um, I definitely agree with you on that.
1: Yeah, no, so it's been really interesting um, with with, uh, dabbling with both medias, if you will, and and getting a sense as to how different the demographics are and also how you need to tailor the message based on the platform you're using, right? So podcasting, um, my podcasts are really informational um, and I usually invite guests and we try to have discussion, like we are here about a specific topic and I try to make sure that my audience has a really great understanding by the end of it about the specific topic that we're talking about. So for instance, I had a guest where we talked strictly about email marketing and some of the do's and don'ts of email marketing and I'll, I'll try to be as specific as possible And then for my YouTube, usually I make those really short and they're just like little two-minute cute little videos where I just kind of like introduce a concept. Um, Just because from personal experience, when I've done longer videos, I just haven't had um, people watch them as much. So I've sort of kept them short and sweet because I feel like there's there's something these days about attention spans. I think attention spans are – decreasing. That's one of the problems of technology these days. And so I think creating bit-sized content is extremely important. And uh, and that's something I've been dabbling with.
0: Yeah, I, I agree with you. I think that people are moving away from reading and they want instantaneous results. They don't want a video that's got some super huge intro. And then by the time you know they get to what they were looking for, they're already gone. Um, and, right. You know, I think that people have to understand that while a lot of people have abandoned reading, which is a shame, there are still so many people that prefer to have written words, in addition to the fact that written words in a blog post can help you with your ranking on the search engines. And that's one of the things that I think people overlook. They're going to go one way and they're going to say, all right, we're just going to do YouTube because we're in an instantaneous society. And then they forget all of the other things that make them a well-rounded you know, business.
1: Right, and usually, what I recommend is uh, with wh- whatever YouTube video they're creating to make sure that they include a blog post, so they can have the SEO part of it and and the and get ranked um, as well. But but more than SEO, it's funny because SEO is kind of becoming very relevant. and I'll tell you why. Um, each keywords is extremely crowded, and the only way you can really compete these days is through Google AdWords. Um, and, and even though it's really important to obviously have content um, so you can have those keywords in place, I encourage even more to be extremely active on social media and, and create a community um, and and go sort of the untraditional way to create that community. Um, so so yeah, those are some of the some some of the recommendation I give my clients. All
0: right, now I want to go through some of the common questions that I receive, and uh, I think there's some of the common questions that that people have, especially people that don't really understand how to properly um, utilize social media. And I want to see what your advice would be to those questions. So. The first question that I get quite often is I'm putting out a ton of content and I'm only getting, you know, a few views on Facebook, a few views on Twitter and few views on my blog. So what am I doing wrong?
1: Well, I mean, it's it's a it's a loaded question. Um, a lot of it has to do with um, with strategy, right, and thinking cohesively as to what you're trying to achieve and, and having very specific goals, which is something a lot of people don't necessarily have um, as far as, like, email. Like, how many emails are you trying to grab, right? Because you want to make sure that whatever sort of campaign or end endeavor you're putting together, you need to make sure that you're just <sighs> – increasing your acquisition. So meaning getting more emails or, or making sure that people are going on your site, et cetera, et cetera. So that's the first very important step. It's not content for the sake of content. Um, and you also need to be, like I said, really strategic. So the best recommendation is to just really start with an editorial calendar. Um, just print a blank calendar and give yourself sort of, um, different days as to what you want to accomplish a specific day. So maybe Tuesday um, you might want to promote your book, for instance. And on Thursday you might want to promote um, your your a different pro- a product that you just launched recently, et cetera, et cetera. Um, make sure to also have uh, perhaps on Friday you ask your audience a specific question, et cetera, to get them engaged. So keep that – workflow um, or keep the same workflow for each specific week and ensure that within that you think of different content that will tell the story properly. So whether it's a photograph or it's a blog post or it's a video, um, think about all the different medias that will help tell the story and how you can drive um, the traffic accordingly to your back to your website or um, so they can register for whatever workshop or, uh, or to get discounts on, on your specific line of products.
0: And, you know, I think that the, the product idea, believe it or not, a lot of people will say, I'm building this brand, I'm building this company, but then they don't make any money because they're not offering anything. Right. And I, it's amazing that people fail to see that the reason you're trying to get people to the site, the reason you're trying to grab email addresses, is so that ultimately you can convert them to customers.
1: Exactly, and and so there's a couple things. Like one is people are really shy of um, of emails, uh, just. Because they feel like there's a lot of spam and it's true we are overwhelmed with emails but you cannot shy away from promoting yourself and that's another thing that people just feel really guilty about like self-promotion so it's really important to be able to have um first of all like sending a monthly email is a must and it's okay if you're not gonna have a big open rate and if it's okay if if um you feel a little bit frustrated with it at first you have to you have to test different messaging and different subject lines and get a sense as to what your audience engages with and you will get better over time but you need to make sure that every time you send an email you're driving people to purchase right and um there's different ways of doing it there's um Depending on the demographics, obviously, millennials are a little harder to sell to. Um, but it's really important to really think through about the copy and how you're going to make sure that that specific audience purchases from you. And just, I mean, again, I guess I'm just going back to the point of you must not be afraid of self-promotion because, right. um, otherwise you're right. Um, if you don't have anything that you're providing or any sort of service, um, and you're not promoting, you're not going to be able to, uh, get the results you want.
0: That's right. I mean, you could spend all your time creating quality content, but then if you're not offering anything, there's no money to be made. And I think a lot of people think that just by doing this, something great's going to happen to them. And, you know, maybe 1% of the people that will happen, but the rest of us you have to actually be selling something to get paid now, exactly let me ask you you mentioned you, uh, you know about books and um, ebooks and and self-publishing books they're a huge huge um, thing that we can do to to benefit our brand our business and convert clients and actually to make money by selling the book and you have a book called the global influence
1: right and so that's kind of what started it all i first wrote the book which was a synopsis of what i learned while i was in asia and so essentially it's a it's a book focused more for eco- commerce and how to reach a global audience with um, e-commerce. So I lay down some of the basics um, as far as e-commerce is concerned. And from there is where I decided that I wanted to sort of extend that idea. So I created the podcast and then I created the YouTube channel as a way to sort of expand. So to go back to your question, the reason I personally um, wrote the book was to Position myself as an expert, and also it really helped me better materialize um, this concept of what I wanted to achieve with my business, and and also help me understand what my differentiator was uh, among other digital marketers out there. As far as making money with books, to be completely transparent with you, I don't think it's necessarily the best platform to make money off, just because. Considering the amount of work that's involved and and whatnot, like I think I think yes, there's some ways to make some form of income, but it won't be your primary source of income. I think it's just an additional nice supplement income. Um, I think it's more important to look at it as really a tool to help you position yourself as an expert more than anything.
0: Yeah, I, I agree. Um, I agree with that.
1: Yeah. So I mean. It's funny because I'm, I'm in the process of, uh, of writing a second book. Um, and it, it's interesting. I've learned so much the first time around. Um, I'm, I'm more sort of like interested in, in having something that's easily um, – that can be easily digested by the audience. And also it's funny because I feel like I spent three plus months uh, or more writing the book. And, and this time around, I feel like I'm going to be a lot more efficient about it um, just because I kind of, I've already done it. Um, and so one of the tips I can give to people out there is really figure out a way to get it done as quickly as possible and and hire someone to help you with the editing as well. Um and, and try to get it done in a month. That's the best advice I can give you. Do not linger about getting it
0: done. Yeah, yeah. Now, what is your strategy for writing? Because that's a great point. The longer you take, the, the less likely you're going to finish it. So what is yes. your strategy for this new book that you're writing? How are you scheduling the writing time in your, your busy schedule?
1: So it's funny. I'm actually planning on blocking off my entire month of December. And... Um, and I'm planning on just writing it the month of December. And personally, I'm a morning person. I plan on just, first thing I know, I wake up dedicating two to three hours just writing and doing that on the daily until I get it done. Um, that's that's what worked for me last time around. But I just did it through a longer stretch of time. And what's also really important when you're writing is first create an outline. Um because having an outline will really help you sort of get a sense of the tr- overall trajectory um, or overall idea that you're trying to convey with the book. And then once you're done with the outline, just continue writing all the different parts and all the different chapters. But uh, yeah, one of the key thing is to is to establish a routine that helped me tremendously because I feel like the first week I had a really hard time just sort of like sitting down and writing. Right. But then as things came along and I established that routine, it became a lot easier.
0: Now, you know, let me ask you this because this is a question that I get frequently. So you've got somebody who has been in a career and they've learned something about that particular field and they go out and they decide, hey, all right, I'm going to launch my own business, my own brand. (laughs) They go out, they get a podcast started, they maybe they write a book. But now they're they're trying to sell themselves and they want to do some seminars and some training and coaching. And they get to that point and they say, well, wait a minute. Why would anybody want to pay me to help them? How do I know that I know enough? What do you say to somebody like that?
1: My best advice to them is to start with their own community, their own neck of the woods, and start with a meetup. Start with a meetup, make it free, and see whether or not there's interest about that specific topic. If there's an interest, then they know that there's a potential market. And And from having those meetups, they will be able to talk directly with those potential customers and get a better understanding of how they can help. So that's the first step because I feel another thing that is not talked a lot a lot about, um, in, in sort of business, business publications is you really need to test the concepts and make sure that there's a potential market before going all in and investing so much of your time and money. And the best way to do that is to start small, which is why I absolutely love meetups because you can just set one up, and even if it's a couple people who show up, like at least you know that there's an interest, and it can grow from there. Because communities these days are the most important thing to help grow a business, um, and in a way that goes back to to real life interaction, really. Um, and so, su- supplementing that with sort of, sort of like social networking. Another way Another way is by just having uh, live stream events as well. And promoting that and making a free live streaming event where you're providing information, see how many people show up, and you can also grow communities uh, through live stream events as well.
0: Yeah, you know, it ultimately comes down to the fact that even though we're sitting behind computers sending out messages, you're really still trying to interact with people on a more personal level. And that's where I think a lot of people go astray with social media. They don't understand that it's not about just pushing out a message it's about interaction and exactly yeah and that's what a meetup does because now it brings you back down to that human level where you're interacting with people and then you've got to be willing to listen and hear what they're saying because just because you want them to like something doesn't mean that they're going to and you've got to be able to be flexible enough to change your direction.
1: Exactly. And that's why I often encourage like interactions first, because then you'll be able to talk directly with these people and really get an understanding of what their problems are and how you can help them. Because you're absolutely right. You might in your mind think, Oh, I think small business order are owners are having a hard time with XYZ and it might not be the case. So
0: Right, and then if you don't listen to what your audience is saying, you're spending, like you said, time and money on a a fruitless, you know, um, campaign, and you're going to get nothing in return for it, so it really is important to listen.
1: No, most definitely, exactly.
0: Now, Luna, I want to thank you so much for taking the time out to talk to our audience today. I mean, some of the information that you gave, I think, is really vital, and I think that If people listen to it and put it into action, I think they're going to see some changes in their own business. And if people want to contact you or learn more about you, what's the best way to get in touch with you?
1: Um, You can reach me at lunaviga.net. That's the best way to get in touch with me. And I have all my social media credentials in there as well.
0: Perfect. All right, Luna, I want to thank you so much for being on thank today. You. And I appreciate the time that you've taken. And, you know, good luck with your new book and keep in touch so that we can get you on again.
1: Definitely. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Take care. Bye-bye.
0: Bye. Right, so we just spoke with Luna Vega, and uh, she is the host of the Global Influencer Podcast. Some really good advice, and I just want to sum that up now. So we talked about the idea of creating content and utilizing or harnessing the power of social media to spread that content out but one of the important things that she mentioned was not creating content simply for the sake of creating content it's it's fine to push content out but it has to have a meaning and a target. And that goes back to what I always talk about, which is goals. You need to have a goal and know your audience. Why are you writing this post? Why are you going to put up this video? What is its purpose? So I think that's a a very important Point, and the idea of creating a content calendar, which, which Luna talked about, I think is something that everyone needs to do. You need to sit down and say, here's when I'm going to create this content. Here's when I'm going to interact with people on Twitter. Because if you sit and spend your day trying to react, you're never going to get anything done. You will be constantly reacting to a post, a message, an email, and not accomplishing anything. So, I think the idea of having specific goals and an editorial or content calendar is very, very important. Another thing with content that's very important is consistency. You cannot expect to gain a following if you're going to put out one post and then wait three months and then another one and then maybe six months later. That's not going to go anywhere. People are going to lose interest in you, even if there was interest in the beginning. But once they see that you're not consistently putting out content, that following very quickly dries up because there are so many people out there producing good quality content, the audience will just shift over to somebody else. Now, good quality content, that's another point that we talked about. Again, not only is it knowing what you want to write about, but it's quality content. It's making sure that in your blog, in your post, you're using right keywords, you know, proper keywords. And even though there are so many keywords, like Luna was saying, that that sort of are meaningless now, they're taken, they're inundated, it's still important to make sure that you have a good quality blog, a good quality post, good quality content. Now, the other thing we talked about is the difference between... The audience on YouTube and the audience on a podcast. Now, whether or not demographics, as Luna was saying, is more akin to the um, product or service or topic that you're discussing. So, for example, most of Luna's followers on YouTube tend to be women as opposed to her podcast followers, which are men. Now, I don't know that I would go so far as saying that podcasters get a male audience and YouTubers get a female audience. For uh, my experience, I, I tend to get an even split um, on both. And I think it's just the nature of the topics. But that being said, there are clearly two different audiences for YouTube. You cannot produce the same content on YouTube that you're going to create for an audience on, on, on a blog or on a, um, a podcast. It's a different form of media. You know, somebody's listening to a podcast in a car or at work at their desk, and they can listen for a half an hour. They can listen for 20 minutes. Much more difficult to get somebody to watch a very lengthy video. And sometimes the content's so good that you need to push that, that video out there. But just understand that if you're trying to build a following, it's better to put short content, it's going to get you further, if that makes sense. Um, We also talked about meetups and live stream events and communicating with people and interacting with people because just because, like I said, we're sitting behind a computer sending out messages, that doesn't take away the need for personal interaction on some level. And uh, finally, the idea of really listening to what your audience is saying. Because if you believe that, everyone wants this particular product and your audience is saying no to sit there and continue to push that product out is just an exercise in futility because it's not going to do anything for you so that's important and then the final thing I just want to mention is the idea of believing in yourself although we didn't specifically mention it we talked about the idea of self-promotion and not being or shying away from self-promotion and offering up your services If you have something to offer, go test that. Test it at a meetup like Luna suggested. But, you know, we always look at ourselves and for most people and we say, well, why would anybody want me to help them? Why would anybody want to listen to me? And you might not like listening to yourself, but there are other people that are really eager to take your message because it will help them. So don't discount the fact that just simply because you're bored with yourself means that everyone else will be too. And I think that once you get over that hurdle of believing in yourself and having that, that desire to give of yourself to others, that passion that, that you've been riding, because that's what it took to get your website up and running, your podcast going, but that passion is going to explode and now you're going to feel energized and confident in your ability to help other people and to teach them. So those are just the, the summary of the points that we talked about today. I think there's a ton of, of information, and I want to thank uh, Luna for giving us her time today. She was you know, on her way between appointments and still managed to make time for us, so that was wonderful. Uh, we will follow up with her and check in and see how she does with her book coming out in December, and if you want to get in touch with her, It's lunavega.net, and we'll post a link in our show notes to that website. I also want to thank our sponsor. Today's show was sponsored by MyLaunchKits.com. If you need to have a professional and cost-effective website put together, then go to MyLaunchKits.com. They're affordable, they're professional, And they've got people that will actually help you as opposed to sending an email that goes into cyberspace and never gets responded to. So uh, check out MyLaunchKits.com and thanks again to them for sponsoring today's show. That is going to do it for this episode of Understanding Business. I hope that you you find the content that we're producing of of high quality and and of value. And I love hearing from you guys. I want to hear feedback from you. Do you like what we're doing? Do you uh, like the format? Do you like the guests? Do you like the topics? So that we can continue to provide you with the content that you need. And also, don't forget, check out utlradio.com for more free business and legal information and to learn more about the show. Also, make sure you subscribe on YouTube as we are putting out videos weekly on our YouTube channel And uh, they're not always what you're going to get on the podcast because, as we said during today's show, YouTube and podcasting, two separate audiences. That's going to do it. I want to thank you for tuning in and choosing utlradio.com, your business success and legal information station. I'll see you next time.